Okay, so I got to tell you this story. So my coworker, she's telling me that the other day, this police officer knocks on her door and is like pretty upset. And she goes out there and he's like, you know, your dogs are chasing people on bikes. And my coworker's like, that's ridiculous. My dogs don't even own bikes. Uh, <laughs> um. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Gear Related, a peek under the hood of the automotive repair industry. I'm excited to be here. I'm your host, Ben, along with your other host, Heather. That's very nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're sharing a microphone right now, and so I have to keep grabbing your arm to pull it over. That's all right. I like it when you grab me. Oh, racy. Stop it. <laughs> so just a quick follow-up uh, on our last podcast, podcast. We talked about some ugly cars, and I wanted to bring up one that uh, our listener Brian from Idaho brought up. This is a 1961 Plymouth. Now, I don't know if it's the Fury or the Belvedere, but either way, they're both pretty ugly. Imagine the grill of the car. It's like you have your you have your lower teeth stuck forward and and your eyes are pierced down. And that's what the grill looks like. It's pretty creepy looking. Uh, there's a picture of it on uh, my Twitter feed if you want to see it. So it's kind of like the grumpy old man of cars. That would be an apt description. Cool. All right. So what are we going to talk about today? Today we're going to switch gears. Oh, uh, 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 I see what you did there. Yeah. And we're going to just go to a kind of a different kind of gear and talk about bikes and cycling, not the motorcycles. Relax, folks. <laughs> so, and it's so awesome. We have a guest today. We haven't had a guest in forever because we've all been cloistered at home. So today we have with us Tracy Austin. I will hold for the applause. <laughs> Here's a little bio about her. So she grew up riding her bike all over her neighborhood in the south town of Buffalo. So she's, you know, a Buffalo person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't until 2007 she was certified to be a bike patrol officer for work that she realized that biking meant more to her and it changed her life in many ways. A few years later, she quit her government job crazy and pursued teaching safe cycling. She's currently certified through the League of American Bicyclists and works as the alternative transportation coordinator for the University of Rochester. Whoa. She's fancy. She's lived in the city of Rochester for most of her adult life and is committed to helping more people get on bikes, which is perfect because I got to do something. I'm tired of <laughs> tired of running. I need to do something different. Um, Ben wanted me to ask you about this League of American Bicyclists and if it's anything like the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> well, I can't speak to what the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is, but <laughs> it's probably similar in that it's a league, but I don't know if it has anything to do with that. I just think that the, the sound of it, the League of American Bicyclists, you know, it could be just a touch better, though, if it was like the League of Extraordinary Cyclists. Yes! <laughs> that definitely is much more dramatic. That sounds really good, yeah. Well, welcome. We are Thank very you. excited to have you here talking about a little something different. So, Ben, why don't you kick us off? Well, we all know that uh, we have a lot of car 
type listeners, right? Mm-hmm. So, but we've got some cyclist listeners too, I'm sure. Uh, and you know, I think that cars are probably a big cause of accidents. So, I'm going to start off with a question that's probably on everyone's mind. What kind of tires should we be buying when thinking about hitting people on bikes? <laughs> ah, you guys have tricked me to come here and talk about this. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is that most people who ride bikes also drive cars. So I think that this is an apt discussion for most people. So. Well, I, I mean, I know I'm making light of the situation, but it is like quite recently I've noticed on my Twitter feed of these cyclists making videos of them almost or yeah. getting hit by cars. And you hear about the real tragic ones, but I'm wondering how often does this really happen? It, it happens a lot. So on average, about 45,000 crashes occur with bicyclists every year. Now, Whoa. not all of those um, involve cars. So, but it's a real issue. So I think there are enough accidents and crashes every year that anyone who's a driver, and even if they're not a bicyclist, it should be a concern to them because a a majority of those crashes um, involve children. So, and they're not all fatal crashes, but they all, um, you know, if somebody crashes on a bike, there's usually an injury. So it's something that we should be talking about. So I really appreciate you guys, you know, having me and having this discussion because I feel like education is one of the biggest ways that us as drivers can know, you know, well, what are the rights and responsibilities of a bicyclist? And there are lots of rights and responsibilities (laughs) as drivers. So, you know, in order to share the road, it's a really important discussion to have and, just having that discussion is a huge part of the education. Right. So bikes are definitely considered vehicles on the road. You got some wheels. <laughs> so they need to obey the traffic laws as well. Yes. Um, what's the best way for people to access those laws? Like, how can you find those? They're right in the vehicle and traffic law. So oh, if you perfect. go to New York State and if you just Google New York State vehicle and traffic law, and you can also put in bike, but it applies... Um, to any vehicle on the road. So, yes, bicyclists have the exact same um, laws that we have to follow. And, you know, now with the pandemic and the increase in bicycles on the road, you know, bicycles are sold out right now worldwide. Wow. No kidding. And it's, it's going to become an even bigger issue about sharing the road um, because, there are just going to be more and more people not only using it for mental health and exercise, but also as transportation. Trek has done um, some surveys recently to find out, you know, not only are people wanting to ride their bikes more now, but like 50% of Americans after this is over are already planning to use their bikes more whether it be for transportation or just getting out, you know, for the, their own mental and physical health. So we're going to have to keep our eyes open right. a lot more than we used to. I mean, we, I, I hope that we're, <laughs> we're driving with our eyes open anyway. But <laughs> So do you guys have to obey the speed limit too? I mean, come on, tell me how many times you've gone over 25 in a school zone. Yes, you do have to obey the speed limit. Um, well, that would be pretty hard to break, but... <laughs> <laughs> I want to... Uh, let's try. <laughs> yeah. Um, but actually, in New York State, e-bikes are now legal. So in August of this year, technically, 
Um, e-bikes are legal in New York State, so that's something else to keep in mind. So bikes may be going faster than you expect. So another safety thing to consider. Um, technically, the law uh, applies to anybody on an e-bike, and also you aren't supposed to um, ride an e-bike on any street that has a speed limit over 30 miles per hour. Whoa. So get off the three-way yeah, that could people. Be, <laughs> well, that could be any uh, street outside of the city, right? right? So it's you know it's kind of an interesting conversation uh, that's going to start to be had more and more start to happen. <laughs> so I was looking around at the laws a little bit, and uh, I, I saw the Idaho stop. <laughs> so this is where. And I feel like it's the New York stop here for cars because I definitely see it yeah. where where you treat that that uh, stop sign as more of a yield sign so they don't have to really like stop all the way. Right. Is this uh, legal in New York? <laughs> no, it's not. Ah, hmm. <laughs> not for cars either. We should know. <laughs> well, right. Well, I think everybody knows that, but we're just uh, gonna pretend like we don't. Right. Well, right. and bicyclists do it too. And I can't say that I stop at every single stop sign. But <gasps> Had we known that, <laughs> I'm not a good spokesperson for this one. <laughs> no, but it, especially when we're trying to educate children in our communities, you know, it's it's something that really is an important thing to remember that all traffic signals and you know signs are there to be. <laughs> listen to and abided by because I feel like as an educator, part of my job is not only to teach adults how to be, um, be safe on the roads, but kids don't know what the vehicle and traffic laws are. They don't know what to expect from a driver. Right. You know, I've, I've been driving for, you know, 20 odd years and I, I would like to think I know what the laws are, but, um, even I may not know some things. And then here you have a 13, 14 year old kid who has right. never driven a car. So they, they have a lot less knowledge and, um, experience. So things like the Idaho stop are, <laughs> which is legal in like 10 States. So, yeah. you know, um, it, it can be kind of a gray area, but just really reiterating, especially with children, that it's probably not the safest thing to right. roll through. <laughs> and so there's there's got to be like classes. Obviously, you probably teach some of them yeah. that, you know, um, anybody could sign up for, right? Yeah. And that is a big push right now, too, that we're hoping to promote more and more classes, especially since we're going to have more and more people on bikes. It's going to be really important. Um, but education is a huge thing in Rochester right now. And as we build up our infrastructure, especially in the city, we are hoping that the education will come up, you know, in numbers alongside it and the amount of classes that we can offer. So Reconnect Rochester is a great resource. They offer educational classes. Um, even for outside companies, you could hire them to come in and do uh, education with, you know, whatever group you want. We, and we do offer community-based programming. And there are about four or five LCIs, uh, licensed instructors in the city. And yeah, we travel around, we go to schools, we do um, a lot of education right now online. You know, that's becoming really popular. And through my work at the University of Rochester, obviously everything has shifted online. And I've actually seen a huge increase in attendees in my classes now that we've moved online. So that might be a huge 
um, expansion of bike education is to be able to offer it in a more accessible way. Now, what age group do you think uh, should we start with this education? Uh, I think sixth and seventh grade is probably the best age. And actually, in New York State, there is a requirement that we teach bike ed in classes uh, in in schools. Oh, okay. And we don't do it. <laughs> so it's actually a really cheap way to get kids you know, on board with bike safety. But a lot of districts don't pay it. So they don't want to pay for you know, somebody to come in and teach bike education, which is really sad. So that's one way we can change some, um, you know, the scope of education is getting it into the schools. And then definitely teenagers, you know, (laughs) I don't know if you guys remember, but as a teen riding your bike, you're not really paying attention as much. Um, and that's just the way they're built. So I don't think teenagers pay attention to anything. Do they? <laughs> well, now they're cell phones. Like if you think that's bad yeah. on a car, you need your hands. Right. Right. So I'm just picturing important. someone on a bicycle texting. Oh, and it happens. I'm sure people who are listening have seen it or have done it, you know, like, or they're videoing themselves on their bike or <laughs> it's like the most dangerous <laughs> TikTok videos. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So unsafe. <laughs> All right, let's talk a little bit about bicycles themselves now, uh, and al- along the lines too with uh, being legal. What do we have to have on our bikes in order to in New York for uh, re- to to fit the requirements of the law? In New York State, you're required to have brakes on your bike. Actually, Check. Good. and you're supposed to have a bell on your bike. Uh oh. <laughs> what about some, a horn? Can you have a horn? Yes, anything you could hear within. I think it, there's a space requirement. I don't remember the the, the uh, amount of space you're supposed to be able to hear it within. But yeah, I couldn't do the bell. I'd definitely want the. Yes, anything that's really loud. I just tell people have a little bell on your bike, but know that you can use your voice too. So as long as you can amplify and yell, that would count. <laughs> so um, the murder scream. <laughs> That sometimes helps, you know, to get driver's attention. So, and then also it's required that you have a front white light and a rear red light if you're riding past dusk. Now, are we talking about something that actually lights up or is it, are we talking just reflectors? Nope, an actual light. Really? Yeah. Oops. <laughs> There's two things that, I, that are not on my bike that are supposed to be. Another thing to remember in New York State, if actually you are allowed to wear headphones, which I don't agree with, but um, you're only supposed to wear one. So if you have headphones on, um, you're only allowed to wear one headphone. And another thing in New York State, all new bikes are required to have reflectors. So older bikes, you might, if you buy a bike off Craigslist, you um, have to, you know, figure out if that bike has reflectors because it's not illegal if they were older bikes but right now if you buy a new bike it should have new reflectors on it oh okay um so what about things that you would like to put on your bike not necessarily legal things what's some Mm -hmm. fun gadgets to put on your bike not like handlebar streamers hey that works (laughs) what's wrong with handlebar streamers (laughs) is that what is on your bike (laughs) hey they're red white and blue too Merca. 
Actually, I think streamers are a great idea because they honestly, (laughs) (laughs) anything you put on your bike that makes you more apparent to drivers, I am all for. So putting bright colored tape, reflective type tape, you know, anything that kind of screams I'm here (laughs) is important. And I think drivers appreciate it too. Um, Sometimes as a driver, we're not looking for bicyclists. And I mean, a lot of times, (laughs) um... So anything that makes us stand out as a bicyclist, I would encourage people to add that to their bike. Um, There's some discussion or actually a debate about mirrors and how they help with safety. I always encourage people, if that helps you feel safer, to put mirrors on your bike, put them all over. Uh, As long as they don't (laughs) prohibit you from riding safely. The only thing I encourage people to do is even if they have mirrors, they still, just like in a car, need to check for blind spots. Mm -hmm. Especially with hybrid cars now being a lot quieter. Um, you don't hear them as much. That's a good point. Those those hybrids and electric vehicles, which we're seeing a lot more of, can really sneak up on you. Yeah. So mirrors... um, There are really cool ways to carry bags because having a heavy backpack on your back while you're riding a bike isn't safe either. So ways to attach bags to the back of your bike with panniers or um, milk crates, whatever. Like a a silver basket you can put in the front of your bike and hold uh, extraterrestrial aliens in. Exactly. Snacks. (laughs) Snacks, yes. (laughs) All right, so now we know the laws. (laughs) <laughs> now we have our bike set up. How bikeable do you think Rochester is as a city, like bike friendly? I think we are getting better and better. How's that for a positive <laughs> yeah. answer? I mean, I know, you know, I, I know way more people now who hmm. every day they commute to work in the snow. <laughs> so they, you know, they're committed. So yeah. I just know more people now who are doing that. Yeah. I think it actually has improved quite a bit. I started commuting about 10 years ago, and I've seen a really um, positive increase in um, bike lanes and infrastructure. We still have a ways to go. We're about a bronze level, which is uh, an award that's granted by the league. So so that's kind of like an average. Like We have room for improvement, but we have really good plans. So they take into account what the city has proposed over the next five to 10 years. And actually, the city of Rochester is working really hard to incorporate new ways for bicyclists to remain safe on the roads. So that's really good news. They're working on plans for biking boulevards, which will give people routes to take on slower, safer streets and give them ideas of how can I get from here to there um, without, you know, having to ride on busier routes like Monroe Avenue or East Avenue. You could take side streets and get there a lot safer and um, have a planned, you know, infrastructure um, with that as well. So they might include bike lanes on those smaller streets, knowing that it's going to connect you from here to there. So that's one way that Rochester is really improving. And Monroe County as a whole, you know, we have such great trails here. The trail system yeah. is wonderful. So even people who live in a suburb area, if they can jump on the canal trail or the river trail, and for, at least for a mile or two of their commute, it makes it much more digestible to be able to commute to work. Yeah, get a little peace and harmony. Watch the ducks or something, yeah. right? Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, so... Um 
I was looking around and I saw that that peopleforbikes.com. Man, if you like data and statistics, <laughs> you go there. They will tell you about like every city. Yeah. You know, I think we we scored, I don't know what it is in the bronze league fanciness, <laughs> but we did we got like a 1.5 stars on that, which made me feel really really awful yeah. until I found out that the like number 1 was in California. And they only got 3.5 stars. So it's like, so it's all not right. too bad. Is all that right. out of four stars? It's no. Oh, what it's is that? Five. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, 1.5 sounds terrible, but, you know, it sounds like we're, we're really thinking about the advancement of this and making things better. So that's good. All right. So I have a question. What's the best advice you've ever gotten uh, as a cyclist? I'd have to say... The very best advice I've ever gotten about cycling is that we have to do whatever it takes to keep ourselves safe. So I feel like a lot of people have the impression that in order to ride their bike for transportation or in traffic, that they have to ride really fast or they have to ride a really expensive bike or you know anything that makes them feel like they have the impression that it's not attainable for them. And anything for me that keeps me safe is the most important thing. So when someone said that to me, it made me feel like it was doable for me to become a um, commuter because I know that if I have to pull over to the side of the road or use a pedestrian crosswalk and walk my bike across an intersection because I feel unsafe, that that's okay. I don't have to be the best at it or <laughs> feel like I, you know, have the best handle on every single aspect of biking and traffic. I just need to be able to keep myself safe. That's good. That's good advice. Um, <laughs> make me just think about if I could do this. So this is good. You're making me good. think about this. <laughs> um, I'm going to take this in a weird way. <laughs> because that's the way I like to do things. Of course you are. <laughs> and and part of this is more about that visibility factor. So, and part of it for me um, is comfort. So I want to know about the cycling fashion. So I know that like some, some things you can do on your bike to make it like more comfortable is like a better seat, mm -hmm. which I've done this and it has not helped. And I just recently found out about the pouted shorts. Oh, although yeah. what woman really wants to put padding back there? <laughs> I don't know, but if it makes it more comfortable, <laughs> but these are the things I need to know, like what yeah. are some good things to wear? What are some not don't do that? <laughs> like bell bottom jeans are probably terrible. <laughs> Yeah, I, I really feel like this is another area people have a lot of misconceptions about that, you know, if you don't wear Lycra from head to toe, that you're <laughs> no not one wants a to see certified <laughs> cyclist or, and I feel like that's so far from the truth and you should wear what you feel comfortable in. So as far as safety goes, the only real rules I feel there are is you can't have things that are real billowy that might catch on something when you're riding. Uh, so no pantaloons. <laughs> exactly. Please. Dang it, Ben. Although those are good because they have elastic at the bottom, so <laughs> they keep away from the chain. But I love that we all know what pantaloons are. <laughs> well, the these three are my of people. Us. Yeah, these the are my people. <laughs> Um, and then the other thing that as far as safety goes and comfort 
you have to have a rigid soled shoe, something that's not gonna bend over the pedal. So that's for your own safety and also comfort and gives you the best power on the pedal too. So those are really the only two things I tell people to consider. And of course, being noticeable. So the brighter the colors, the better. But at night, it doesn't really matter how bright your clothes are, they have to be reflective. So then you're talking about adding things on that are just safety measures, right? Right. Like a vest that has reflective stuff. And I don't care if I look like a dork, right? Right. Who cares? Who cares? As long as people can see me better. Um, Yeah, any clothing. I really encourage people just to wear what they want and make themselves as comfortable as they can. (laughs) Like better dork than dead people. Yes. Please. Dork you <laughs> that is the new campaign. You're welcome, League. We have done this for you. Um, I, I just, I got to ask about these clip-in shoes because I think about that and I think about, oh, there's Heather's cycling fatality right there. Yes. I'm going to try to get out of the clip when I'm stopped. Yeah. Do that's you do a that? practice skill. I have... The clipless pedals, which does that name doesn't really make sense, but it has a, like a cage that you can slip oh. your foot into and it gives you better momentum. You can, you know, get a lot more power in your pedals stroke. Ah. So that's what they're there for. But um, definitely urban cycling doesn't really lend to having really slippery shoes that keep coming off of your pedals um, you know, or you have to keep taking them off, you know, cause right. you're stopping a lot more often in the Clipping, city. Clipping, yeah. Clipping. So it, that's just not reasonable in the okay, city. So Tour de France, not <laughs> right. Rochester. Right. All right, cool. <laughs> and now this is, I, I've had a personal experience, <laughs> which may have <laughs> affected how I feel about riding my bicycle. Sure. Uh, I had my helmet on. I was in a lovely neighborhood down in Hamlin riding my bike and a kid (laughs) on the sidewalk just looked at me and he goes, why are you so weird? (laughs) Sorry. I don't mean to laugh. I laughed so hard. I almost fell off my bike. (laughs) And then I was a little self-conscious. So now I need to know to make me feel better because apparently I was weird. What's the weirdest thing you've ever seen while you're riding? Like outfits of other bikers, like something weird um probably people who use their bikes solely as their only transportation and have like lengths of carts behind them like i've seen people (laughs) and and a lot of my friends do this so i'm not you know it's just kind of weird looking Uh, i've seen people who ride in new york city and they have instruments strapped to their bikes and the bass yeah yeah Yeah. so that's pretty weird but i love it (laughs) All right. This has been awesome. So this is your moment. You can plug oh. whatever you want. Is there internet classes people can sign up for with you? Do you want them to join the league? <laughs> do you, what, what do you want to plug? I really want to plug people slowing down. <laughs> <laughs> That's my life's goal. We, I just feel really, really reassured when I see drivers and cyclists being able to cohabitate the road, like together on the road safely and understand that we all have a place there. Um, but we really need to consider each other. And I, I really think that relationship goes both ways. And 
Um, right now, as far as classes, we don't have a ton scheduled for the community because of the situation we're in, but definitely look at the Reconnect Rochester website because that will be a place where things will be plugged. Um, that's combined with the Rochester Cycling Alliance, and we do a lot of classes for them. And we'll be you know, promoting more and more of that as things open up. Uh, most of the classes I'm doing right now are specifically for work. So if you are an employee or a student at University of Rochester, then you can look on the parking and transportation website for the list of upcoming classes. There you go, people. Nice. Get some information, get out there, and slow down. <laughs> Be safe. Love one another. For the love of pantaloons, slow down. <laughs> That seems like a title right there. (laughs) We've made many t-shirts today. All right. Well, thanks to our guest, Tracy, again for being here. Uh, It's been just a lot of uh, great information uh, and very fun. So thank you so much again, Tracy, for being here. And that does it for us. So we will see you or hear you uh, in two weeks. And remember, as always, if you have any questions, tweet at us. You can find us on Facebook. That's Shown Auto. S-C-H-O-E-N auto. And we'd love to hear from you. So follow us, like us, share us, do the things. And slow down. Bye! Oh, sorry, that's you. Bye.